And we're back. What's up, Redeem Podcast? Miss you, fam. Today's podcast, we have a special friend, Josh Mendez, dropping in on the mic. And we got a new studio set up for you guys. We're going to be dishing out some more podcasts in the new future at the new church of Redeem Church Fellowship. So check that out. This podcast is brought to you by Vision by Dreamers. And on this podcast, we talk about fellowship, we talk about friendship, what Josh Mendes has been up to over the last year and a half. We talk about the discerning of the Lord's voice and just how God has kept Josh throughout his life. So check this one out. It's a fun one. Love you guys. Peace. Uh, well, what we like to do is start it off with prayer. So Mikey, why don't you shoot us off on this You got it, man. Podcast. Let's do this. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to hang out, um, to get together with one another and um really to just enjoy each other's company i pray for people that that don't have fellowship or feel like they're far from it and when they watch lord i pray that they would uh, they would sense the closeness too and help us to be transparent and real and honest and i pray that you bless this conversation and you be with us this evening i pray this in jesus name amen amen josh mendez how you been brother it's Royce Mendes. Uh, I've been good, dude. Josh, Josh <laughs> rejoice Royce. for the Royce, brother. <laughs> it, Royce, it is though. It's a different. It's a different name, right? I'm just letting you know now. I mean, because I'm talking to America. Yeah. Just for you guys that didn't know, <laughs> my last name is not Mendes. It's Royce it's never Mendes. Been Mendes. <laughs> uh, you know what? I only found that out at your wedding. That's all right. I mean, I didn't make a big deal of pushing it, and I'm not going to make a big deal of <laughs> But why not? Maybe a good opportunity. Just let people, just shit. so they would know if they yeah. wanted to know. Yeah. They wanted to look me up, you know. Look you up. Rejoice in your accomplishments. You want to check yeah, that yeah. out. Dude, so I specifically, dude, want to know about the last year and a half, your experience, bro. Because I feel like for the last year and a half, dude, like you've been missing from my life because you moved. Yeah. COVID, all that. It's mostly because you don't answer your phone anymore. So <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, maybe more than that. Um, really, since shortly after getting married, I kind of um, laid low for a little bit. Yeah. Um, last year and a half, you know, 2020 was, wasn't great, dude, you know, for anybody, I don't think. Um, it had its ups and downs or whatever, but it was a crazy year. Um, it, was, it, was, it was cool in a lot of ways, and it wasn't in a lot of other ways. Yeah. Um, Where'd you go? Uh, well, went to Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, to go stay with the in-laws as you know uh the idea was that since i was working remote and bringing in the same you know um income stream stream of income or whatever <clears throat> that we would go and lower our overhead you know and save tons of money dude you know by switching to geico no. also <laughs> yeah uh, um, also as he um was in our last um leg at cal poly and she's mm-hmm. in a real competitive program it's really hard shout out to anybody the bachelor of science and anything um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> true but, uh, competitors but she, yeah, she you know, it was super hard or whatever. So I wanted her to be able to take it easy um, and not have to like work. So take some of the pressure off. At the same time, you know, like the idea was to you know um, save, save, sure. and you know, like her 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 parents were kind of in like a crazy place too. So it was supposed to be like a ministry move and all these all these other optimistic, awesome like you know motivations, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Bring this out there. Like, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, and it was, dude. It, like a lot of that like came to pass. A lot of that you know went as planned. A lot of it didn't. Um, but. But uh, it was where the Lord had us and wanted us. And so, like, I can't say that, like, you know, it was a mistake or anything. Um, yeah. And, it, and for what it was, like, uh, it, was, it was great. And then mm-hmm. you guys got COVID, too, during that, that season. 
Yeah, that had like nothing to do with Arizona. That was our fault. We traveled during. <laughs> 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 Go on, traveled and went through some of the hottest spots in the country, dude. Um, and just think spots. you were gonna dodge. <laughs> we're just like, you know, let's wash your hands, dude. You know, yeah. like spacesuit or whatever, dude. Uh-huh. No, I don't know. No, who's to say where I caught it or what? You know, but uh, <laughs> fact is, I did, dude. Um, Eating some hot dog at some like gas station. Dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so. I took my turn, you know. Yeah. With it or whatever. Did what was, was it? Did it hit you hard or not really? Yeah, it did. Um, not like hospital hospitalization hard or anything, uh. but um, so like we're I was in a house with like maybe like nine. I don't know. Let me see. Seven people. Seven people. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, no my one called him a liar, dude. It was <laughs> seven people. He just counted it. My cousins, uh, and their kids, and and Ezzy, um, and a dog and a cat. Um, anyway, we all got it, dude. Um, I think all but one of us got it or whatever. And Just the dog didn't get it. it. Ca- yeah. Maybe the dog had it, too. I don't know. That uh-huh. was like, kind of weird. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it hit everybody kind of different. Um, you know, I got a fever. I was the only one that coughed, though. I was the only one. That's like the big fear, I guess, for me when, when with all the um, all the dialogue and all the controversy and all that or whatever. Like, the, the biggest scare for me was... <clears throat> When talking about COVID and what it does to people, it just, just wrecks and destroys your lungs. You yeah. suffocate to death. They literally like suffocate. It's horrible. Um, and it's no respecter of age or, you know, or condition. I mean, contrary to what others may have. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Yeah, I know. I know. So, like, when everybody in the house is like, oh, yeah, I'm a little lethargic, dude, a little fever, dude, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm the only only one freaking coughing. And I'm oh, like, ta- I'm like, I'm like coughing uncontrollably, like, like, full on, like, minutes, like, of like coughing, just like, have to leave the room, like, hope mm. that, you know what I mean? Oh, dude. You know, the thoughts cross your mind, like, oh, well, I hope I don't end up one of those suckers, dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it got Josh. You know what? Yeah, right. Real quick, too. How is your dad? Because your dad had COVID. And I know he's been doing better, but I haven't heard lately. Like, yeah, what's, what's the latest with him, real quick? The old, what can I say, dude? The old man's kind of a phenomenon, dude. He uh, he had a stroke. He got COVID. It, it like destroyed his lungs because he already had emphysema, and he's gonna be eighty this year. And he's terrible to his body, dude. I mean, pre-COVID, he's like uh, drinking monsters and freaking eating you know, leftover Taco Bell off the table, like, or pizza box that sat there for two days and eating slice, like literally like, and it's not something that I recommend. It's not something that my brother John's like, dad, you know, you got it. And there's only so many times you could tell the old man, like what he's got to do, dude. And and he's literally like seven, you know, 79 years old drinking monsters and, and yeah, dude, like, Oh, I'm just, I'm too tired. I need something to wake me up. Coffee's not strong enough. And, but um, that's off topic kind of he 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 got covid and then it got him really, really bad. He got pneumonia, pneumonia, um, oxygen was cut off to his body um, and he got eventually oxygen was cut off to his brain and then he had a stroke. Oh, my gosh. And when he had the stroke, he couldn't speak at all. He completely lost his speech. And uh, that's when I went over there. You guys know the story. I think some people know. Did you know this? I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, knew. yeah, yeah, we talked. Uh-huh. You knew this too, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, that was, I thought, I thought he was going to die, to be honest with you. And then he kind of went crazy for a while. That also was crazy while he was in the, while he was in the place. He kept thinking that they were like trying to like 
lied. They, he kept saying that the doctors were lying to him. Didn't yeah. make sense at all. And he was like trying to escape. And he was telling my brother Johnny that Johnny has to help him escape. And we were like, dude. And that was like two days in after he started getting his speech back. But he was really slurred and didn't make a lot of sense. Mostly it sounded like he lost his mind. And I was like, oh, man, this is bad, you know. But, um, dude, we brought him home on day three or four, I think. And Johnny had to leave his job to become like a permanent caretaker. Well, not permanent, but yeah. indefinitely. And then his first, only had he only had one visit with a doctor after. And as soon as the doctor was like, "Oh my God, I'm so shocked! Like how good you're doing, your your heart rate and your oxygen level." And and, and, then, and then there goes the old man. Dude, that's good <laughs> enough for me. That's all I need to hear. You know, he's going out with the gown he's, on. He's yeah, he's done. That's it. <laughs> uh, no, they told me I'm doing good. I knew it. And we're like, Dad, like, don't miss the humility in this, you know. Yeah. But he did make some changes, and I, and the lasting thing is that he seems like an 80 year old now. He didn't used to. Mm. And he does now. So he, anybody who knows him, when you go visit him, you could tell like, okay, he's not the same as he was, but to the doctor's surprise and ours and not to his, for whatever reason, um, he, he's doing remarkable considering dude, wow. he, he has his speech back and, um, he's eating a semi normal diet. They definitely like, deny him free reign he's not drinking energy drinks no more yeah it's just coffee now mm. which he shouldn't really be drinking either but that reminds me you know um and i i want to bring this up to for you guys to keep this my cousin's husband in prayer his name's chris estrada so it wasn't a few weeks ago uh just through complications from from medication he's like his mind is just gone mm. like and he's probably in his latter 50s maybe early 60s he's not he's not like senile but i went to go visit him in the <coughs> hospital and, and it's uh just keep him in prayer because it's it's when the mind starts to kind of just he kind of has like a very youthful mind right now um mm. and, and i feel like led to just share with maybe our listeners too if you guys could keep um this guy's name's Chris in prayer um, for him, his wife, because uh, I mean it wasn't just a few months ago that uh, he was at my wedding, just normal, completely like sober-minded, and and here's the other crazy thing too, like he's a believer, so I'm kind of just like watching this like all kind of unfold in my my cousin's life, and I'm just like, dude. Uh, but the crazy thing is that he, he knows enough to know that um, when you visit him and talk to him, he knows who you are. Um, he has memories. When I, when I bring up the Lord, he's like, I know the Lord has me here for a reason. Uh, but it's kind of hard to me, like, when you deal with someone who, when the mind starts to, mm -hmm. to kind of break. It's like, um, you know, you have, I just have to, like, trust the Lord in it, you know, because it's, like, it's hard to minister to someone. You know, and yeah, and I, I'm curious. You know, like, what, um, what is the Christian perspective on someone whose mind is is like taken from them in mm -hmm. a sense? You ever you thought know? about anything like that? Yeah, um, you know, on different levels. Yeah, I, mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had to think about that one pretty deep with a good friend of mine, uh, Peanut. Shout out Peanut, dude, if you watch this. Um, he, uh, 
he had a grandmother who got dementia and uh, just started really doing off-color things, you know? And it was like, she was a believer. She actually prayed for him when he was young and uh, and it really affected him, dude. And um, But during that process, me and him both like really sought the Lord. And uh, one of the things that we both were like super excited to learn was that, you know, a couple of things. One, that the intellect is separate from the brain, which you don't learn. You don't necessarily learn that through science, although there is science that, that supports it. As far as I'm concerned, as for not concerned, as far as I know, what I've heard is that there are parts of the mind that fire, the brain that fire off with emotions. And there are different parts of the brain that fire off, you know, that they could see because they could put those little things mm -hmm. on or whatever but um but learning from from really cool um pastors about the intellect being separated from just the brain mm -hmm. and how when you die you know your brain is still left in the body but yet your interactions and communication continue on so that that leads us to understand that there's an intellect that is separate from the organ that is the brain and so Christians need to remember that the brain can fail like any other organ. Mm. And a lot of times what we end up doing is associating a person's brain capability with their soul. You know, we're like, oh no, like what's going to come with somebody? If, what if like, what if somebody completely lost their mind and they were like, you know, God's not real. And you're like, dude, and then they get hit by a car and die. Like, is yeah. that, are they done? You know, but in many cases, a person's you know, brain as any other organ that can fail will fail and mm. you know there's elements of my brain failing me you know in certain points in my life but i'm curious did you, were you gonna did you have anything on that or i mean no i think you hit it dude mm. yeah dude your identity in christ is separate from you know what what we would deem you know material right yeah right. um yeah yeah your knowledge you know your your memories all of that um i don't know yeah. yeah yeah which is which is which brings actually brings up a, a really cool point i think i think a big part of my friendship with josh mm -hmm. because him and i know this like when we met we're, we're very different people in, in many in many ways but then there's a likeness between us that most people wouldn't know but but there's been plenty of times throughout life that i've i've turned to him and been like well, i don't like he's helped me out in in, in areas of my life because of the strong points that he has mm -hmm. and then vice versa. So it's a different part. We're both people who use our minds a lot, you know, a lot. Uh, Josh is a, is a mind person, you know, he's a, he's a thinker. And I am, I am a, a, a communicator, a person who, who, who plays chess with the mind a lot, you know, with people, but we're way different in the approach, you yeah. know? And um, I always saw Josh as like the historian of the group. <laughs> 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 knew, even if it was uh fake history he would still <laughs> Josh <laughs> said it like it was I'm true dude <laughs> that was hilarious dude uh, man um, yeah, definitely more red than i am uh, so okay josh what was let's go back in history the history of josh oh man do we have to yeah okay we got to do this um <laughs> i want to know your entrance into Calvary Chapel because mm. you influenced me 
greatly yeah. in my entrance, but well, I don't really know your entrance. Hate to disappoint, dude. It's not that interesting. Um, uh, I was born, dude, and they brought me there. <laughs> 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 they just took me there, dude. I just took it all. They brought him as out. a seedling, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, like crazy spiritual quest or journey. Uh, to find you know the ministry to which but there's some there's something dope about it bro like right you you met johnny sammy israel yeah yeah. Yeah, no for sure but um but okay that said um that doesn't mean that like i am a product of you know just you know that's all i know they told me god was real and i just you know like (laughs) whatever dude i had to draw my own conclusions you know came a point in time where i had to you know forge my own relationship and as you know i hope most of our viewers know if you guys are mature, um, <laughs> or, you know, well, you know, whatever, you know, spend any time at all in a, in a Bible teaching church. Um, your relationship with the Lord isn't something it's, it's personal. It's individual. Mm. So yeah, finding the ministry that I would one day, you know, be called to serve in and get discipled in was, um, was providence dude it was just I, I took it that way too like when my time came like i was like well the lord didn't like you know i wasn't born coming to this church for nothing you mm-hmm. know what i mean this is my church you know um hmm. but yeah after a lot of you know um crazy stuff you say providence like like what well i mean one of my favorite concepts one of my favorite passages in scripture but one of my favorite like ideas is that you know like um before you know i was formed in the womb before you know even the foundations of the earth you see that in um, jeremiah right um the lord tells him i knew you you know and and, you know so many other verses come to mind um you know where his workmanship created in christ jesus you know um i don't know my mind you know two that come to mind but you know the, the idea though that the lord like outside of time and space or whatever he had like you know like plans for me you know yeah so that like i don't think anything's like an accident you know, like it wasn't an accident that I was born to like my parents. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an accident or just by, you know, circumstance or happenstance or whatever that um, that was the church that my dad, you know, was called to. And so my being, you know, born into that family, my calling when I finally was able to admit it to myself started there. You mm. know, would you, s- would you say their parent, your parents were like <laughs> the biggest influence that was driving you to know what a relationship with the Lord was? Um. I mean, no and yes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you know, like, you grow up co- going to church and you have this, like, conceptual, like, knowledge, you know, that, like, hasn't been tested, right? You know, like, hey, like, stay away from fire, it's hot, you know? You've never mm-hmm. been burned, so you're just like, okay, yeah, it's hot, it's bad, you mm-hmm. know? I've seen people scream when they've gotten burned, so it's probably not a great thing, but you don't really know what it feels like to be burned, you know? So, yeah, you have this conceptual, like, knowledge or idea or whatever. If you're a young Josh, you know, like a young, newly hatched Josh dude, just kind of, mm-hmm. like, yeah. trying, starting to come to an awareness and stuff. Um uh, yeah, and my dad definitely pushed, pushed you know, ideas on me, like integrity and honesty and all that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Christian ideals, not just Christian ideals, but, you know, holiness was yeah. a big deal in our home. Um, but um, I forgot, what was your question, dude? Uh, was he the <laughs> biggest parents. influence? Yeah. No. If, uh, I mean, yeah. And, and mm. so in that sense, he gave me, like, this great foundation so that, like, when, like, I finally kind of, like, you know, went out there and put, you know, I guess, things to the tests. Not consciously, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just mm-hmm. you get out there, dude, and suddenly, dude, you like, you know, the rubber meets the road, and, and you're, you're, you're starting to forge, like, this, you know, worldview or whatever, and you start to see that, like, things do line up kind of in a way. Hmm. Um, and in my case, you know, 
having made maybe every like bad decision or you know yeah. <laughs> that one could you know like in their formative years or whatever um you reap what you sow mm. i found myself you know uh 20 something years old 21 22 wasn't really like didn't really like the 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 guy i had become you know you have to like admit to yourself you're always as a church kid i, I think you always think that oh yeah dude like um i can you could always go back mm. you know like you could always just it's just you know like one day i'll like i'll, I'll be done with this or whatever and i'll just like flip a switch dude and, and just you know and you don't realize how how your decisions and your experience are changing you mm. you know mm. so that the quality that maybe you had the gifts that you were like given the uh the, uh, the talents, the abilities, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, creating Christ Jesus, his his craftsmanship, mm-hmm. his poema, his master work. You know, the purpose with which he makes you, he 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 empowers you to. You know, the calling that you had, basically, you think you keep that, but like in the battle and in the, like the fire and just like that trial, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, like it affects you, dude. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's not just time wasted, but you come through it or whatever, and suddenly you're not like who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. You thought you knew yourself, but I don't know. That's kind of a vague way of putting it or whatever, and I'm sorry I do that. No, that's I, I a, that, that wasn't even vague. That's but yeah. I was 20-something years old, and I had to, like, come to terms with myself that you're freaking, like, like you're ugly, dude, mm-hmm. you know? You're, um, you know, all that, like, potential and all the, mm. the promise and that hope that, like, you know, adults, you know, when you're a little kid, everybody's like, you're a bright bulb, dude, you know, you're going to mm. go far, blah, blah, you know, all these, you know, accolades from teachers and stuff, whatever, all that stuff, dude. wasn't true anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, one of many things, you know, that kind of drove me um, towards going further. Um, Do you think those things were realized more like uh, at the decline of yourself or more at like the lifting up after the decline of yourself? You know, like sometimes coming to the light, you realize things that you never saw before. But then in other cases, it's more of the prodigal son, like you're in the slop, you know, and you're like. And I'm curious for yourself, what do you feel like the revelation of what you really are was brought more to light in, in the presence of God? Like, like maybe being ministered to or touched by the Lord worship or an awesome message? Or do you feel like it was more like just waking up and realizing how far you've drifted, like what you are? Do you, th- for yourself, do you, can you, re- can you remember if one of those things or neither? Um, I guess a little bit of both. I don't know, dude. Mm. I'm sorry, again, to be so cryptic, dude. (laughs) 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 Um, What I was going to say was one of the most exciting things, and this is after, this isn't what led me to my decision, you know what I mean? This wasn't what led me. In fact, I wasn't even, I didn't even have a choice, honestly. I came to a place where, like, there was really nowhere else for me to go. Yeah. Like, if I continued, you know, um, rejecting him, you know, like, it wasn't going to end good for Josh, you know? But uh, one of the most exciting things, one of the, most encouraging things in my early days and even even now when I stop to think about it um, is uh, like I was so like so like I was saying like I was so like not like uh, the kind of kid that you would want like your friends your, you know your son to hang out with or your, mm. your daughter to hang out with not, not the kind of kid you want you know your daughter to bring home one day mm. you know be like, here, here, here he is dad mm. you know what I mean I was just it wasn't just that but it was like <clears throat> um, I didn't see a whole lot of redeemable qualities in myself at the time, you mm-hmm. know, um, but I knew that the Lord suffered me through that like like season, and it was an ugly season, dude. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to get into it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it, it's personal, whatever. But I, I, you know, I 
didn't really deserve to come through it as clean as I did, mm. you know? Like, I, I also had to admit, when I started to come to, like, this, like, revelation, you know, my, like, my, you know, defining moment or whatever, I also had to realize that, like, through all the garbage, not only, like, were my parents, you know, like, practicing and exercising a measure of grace that really isn't deserved. Mm -hmm. It goes above and beyond that of, like, what a parent, like, you know, should or, you know, needs to. By the way, in that sense, that my parents were definitely the mm. biggest influence mm. right. examples and image of Christ before I could really understand like mm. him you know like before I became came to like an intimate knowledge it's interesting that that was more about like who they really were and what they were exercising that reflected Christ more than what they said to you or how they were like yeah yeah don't know? definitely yeah dude um yeah even today I can you know I can't stand talking to my dad well, you know? <laughs> 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 uh, but no dude the example that they like uh, their example was like the, their main ministry to me. The, the he's going to watch this and he's going to cry right now. Dude. Sure. <laughs> the love with which they endured, you mm -hmm. know, like me, the prodigal son. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know? yeah. But what I was going to say was, um, you know, having come to that, like, like not realization, because I always kind of knew mm -hmm. it, but you take it for granted. But when I finally began to like, just barely understand, like, dude, like, why did you like allow me? Like, mm -hmm. why did you like endure me and suffer me to like curse you basically, mm -hmm. you know, and hurt people, you know, who, didn't deserve it and mm. and and um, just all of that how why did you allow me to just basically like be like a part of that crowd mm. who like not only did they reject you on your day you know like at the cross but they mocked you you know what i mean they like you know they they, they scorned you they they ridiculed you they, they they threw things why did you allow me to join that camp mm. um having been a kid who grew up with all of the opportunity the best parents dude the you know a good mind you know whatever like all of the advantages and Having given me all of that and what I did with it, why? Like I don't, like well, I don't deserve like mm. grace. I don't deserve mercy. And I don't deserve love. And all of this leading up to what I was trying to say earlier was that mm -hmm. that idea that like like the reason he endured, and this is this is true of every Christian. He doesn't see like your sin. He doesn't see like your present condition. He sees you like outside of time. He sees mm. like like from his vantage point, he sees baby Josh, dude. Mm. You know, he sees freaking adolescent crazy Josh. Mm. Teenage stupid Josh, thirty-something-year-old, less stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. Josh. <laughs> he sees it all in one snap, dude, mm. and uh, and he sees me like sinless. Mm. Mm. He sees me like when I've left this body behind, and I'm in a sinless and a perfect state. Like mm. he knows like what I'll be and what I'll look like, and you know what kind of you know he, he sees that end product, mm. yeah. and I don't see it. You know, and at that time when I was, when I'm telling you, like, I was just a really horrible, depressing time in my life, I was just like, dude, like, there's nothing redeemable here, but, like, what do you see? I want to know. I want to know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my whole trip was like, I want to know, like, what, like, sinless Josh looks like, or mm -hmm. I want to know what non-dirtbag Josh looks like, and I want to mm -hmm. know, like, also, like, to what purpose, like, mm -hmm. did you call me? You didn't give me mm -hmm. all these things. Not that I'm, like, I'm, like, super, you know. No, I hear you, though. Superhero or anything, but it's just like, what did you want me to do with this, you know? And I had to recognize, too, that, like, the Lord kind of, like, you know, I was kind of, like, his favorite, you know, like, mm. in the family almost, I feel like, you know? You yeah. said that once when I first <laughs> met you. But I knew what you meant when you said it, dude. It was yeah. just, like, it was just like dude, like, this grace, like, unmerited favor, dude. Like, uh, like to what end? You know what I mean? Like, why me? Because I grew up with kids who had no opportunity. They grew up in horrible situations. Drug addict parents, dude. Stinking, mm. you know, broken homes. Um, sad stories who like just almost like you look at them and, and, and the fact that we found ourselves in the same paths in life or whatever is like for them it was almost like they had no choice and here mm. I was this kid who who, who chose it yeah. who ran to it you know 
when I had like this, like you know, the glories offered to me, and I'm like, yeah, I think I think I'll I'll come down here with all these dirt bags or whatever. Mm. And I had to like admit, mm. you know, that like, dude, the Lord favored me more than these kids, and here I am, dude, condoning so that my sin was worse, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I see like you know, when I see dirt bags, <laughs> I, keep, I keep using that term. <laughs> but when you yeah. see like less desirable people, and you you know, you have a tendency to just like, oh, like this person, dude, you're you know, horrible, mm. horrible dad alcoholic you know bad husband whatever and you know, you, like your tendency might be to just be like this guy dude shake your head at him or whatever dude but like there by the grace of god goes me dude mm. go i you know seriously mm. and having been given all these gifts and opportunities having just been born into a home mm. where the gospel was preached faithfully my parents weren't perfect but they upheld the standards of holiness they still right. do you know and they and definitely they pointed me. towards christ too. yeah definitely yeah mm. they loved me in a way that like you know was definitely a reflection of christ's love for me Having been given all that and still having rejected it, dude, like I deserved worse. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I went wow. on a tangent there, but no, no, yeah, that's a good one. Point man. is, like, one of the biggest like like dr- drives for me to like get involved in ministry, not just okay, great, I'm saved. You know what I mean? I knew that like it wasn't like my call to just be like a, a like a quote unquote mediocre, mm-hmm. you know, s- church going Christian or whatever. That it was more. So I jumped into ministries. I jumped into ministries that I wasn't particularly. Like, <laughs> like I didn't jump. I didn't just join whatever, like the coolest ministry, like you know where I might find friends or whatever. I joined ministries where I thought I would be challenged, and I didn't mm. choose those ministries. You know, they chose me. You know, yeah. which is mm. another way of saying that the Lord chose me for them in those seasons. Mm. What were those first ministries? <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Really? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, okay. No, that's fine. That's I, fine. I served in ministries with, um, with, uh, you know, I'm an introvert. Um, anybody who knows me loves I'm not like kind of guy who, like goes out and talks to strangers or whatever uh-huh. strangers or whatever but I wanted to Paul I wanted to like you know I wanted to be around first of all people that were around my age or whatever who were gonna you know sharpen me people who had been experienced in the ministry people who I saw as you know being wise and so I got involved in the evangelism ministry dude mm-hmm. Ryan, mm-hmm. Ryan Vizier dude um, and his squad of misfits dude who I thought were like they were like you know so cause it you know Ryan Vizier he, he is the man was the man is the man. <laughs> I just he just prayed for me today, God dude. Bless him, dude. I ran into him at at church today, and he stopped me in the hallway and prayed. He's for a good me. man. He's very yeah. gifted, very gifted. Mm. But at the time, he was uh, he was heading out this ministry called the Evangelism Ministry, mm. and none of the people in that ministry were the kind of people that I would have chosen to be my friends. Mm. But uh, the Lord, I just I, I wanted to like know how to effectively share the gospel. I thought that was like my primary responsibility as a Christian: uh-huh. share the gospel, dude. You know, the lost, bro. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And I wanted to know how to do that in a way that was effective, um, you know. So that said, or whatever, I joined that ministry, and it, like, you know, for, I don't know, four years or something, uh, the Lord had me there, not because, and it was like, you know, it was, for me, it was like, every day I went mm. to, like, the meetings and their events or whatever, dude, it was like I was going to, like, the principal's office or something, dude. Like, well, here <laughs> I go, dude, nervous every time you're driving up or whatever, dude. But I was there because the Lord had me there. He wanted to show me something. And I made some, you know, I made one of my best friends in the Lord. Um, there, uh, Outen. You guys know Outen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him on here. yeah. He's a beautiful man. He's, a, he's, he's, he is. I'll never forget the way Outen will get you to remember his name. He'll be like Outen, like, like, like out in the yard, yeah. dude. He told me that, dude. <laughs> he told me that too. And I never, it never left me, dude. Years ago, dude. <laughs> it still works. Yes, so. I'm old. Um, it's <laughs> uh, <but>, funny. <laughs> but it was a huge blessing, you know, mm. immense. Um, I can't say that it was wasted. Uh, there was a lot of things I learned serving in that ministry about how to conduct myself in the ministry, and there were a lot of things I learned what not to do mm. in the ministry mm. and in every sense dude it was a great experience for me but um i knew i couldn't just up and 
you know, drop the thing until my season was over. And that's kind of how I progressed through all my ministries. I don't mm. want to go through one by one or whatever. Yeah. But I never, like, thought that, like, you know, joining a ministry was a looks cool. It was a great motivation, you mm. know. But it was just like, where do you have me, Lord, and where do you want me, you know. Like, mm. And and when the season ends, it ends, you know. Mm. Um, but I did it because I wanted to just, you know, find out who this, like, who 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 is, like, Josh in the Lord, you know, because mm. I didn't know him at the time. Mm. And um, lo and behold, dude, progressively, you don't see it happening. You know, you don't feel yourself getting stronger when you're, like, eating or lifting weights or whatever, dude. Mm. But progressively, dude, you know what I mean? Like, struggles that I had had for a long time or whatever, like, a year goes by, two years goes by, and then you kind of look back and you're in a different place, you know? Mm. I had a long ways to go, too. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I guess my biggest motivation, dude, I, I don't have a biggest if you know me at all, dude, I'm like the last guy. I, I can't tell you what my favorite anything is, dude. And I can't tell you what <laughs> you know I mean? Because like, like it's for me, everything is like comparing like an apple to an orange. Or yeah. Whatever, you know, what's your favorite fruit? What kind of fruit? Citrus fruit? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fruit to go on like, yeah, yeah. in a pie. Berries. I, mean? like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. I can't say yeah. that. Like, <laughs> right, you know what right. I mean? So. Well, I like more learning more parts of your, your story because uh, I like how you brought up how God saw you where you were as a kid where you were in your your scumbag state and then where you dirtbag and then where you were uh-huh. where you're going to be you know i, I like to illustrate time like a like a train yeah. where we're in it because we're moving right we're all moving through moment by moment we experience these things mm. and we're in one of the the carts on this train there's been carts before us that have experienced time that we can't get to them they've gone through history and there's going to be carts behind us that are also passing through time and then God is like on a helicopter flying over and he could see the whole train. Right. I, I kind of took that from Chuck, but I, I, I kind of tweaked it a little bit because mm. oh, yeah, the, the reason yeah. why I like that is because we're moving through it. And then the reason why we know time's moving too is like we look out the window and we could see things are changing, sure. the environment. Mm. So, and so to me, it's like, I love to use that illustration for, for people to know like, look, God sees the whole picture. He sees mm. you and your finished glorified state like when we're going to meet him that one day and then all the craziness of our life, the sorrow, it's all going to be wiped away. So I really enjoyed um, like listening. I was reminded of, you know, well, well really I was, I was, I was comparing it to something that is kind of an off taste to me in Christianity. And that is the glorification of, of the godless. Like I once knew nothing. Mm. I was a savage. I was just a, I was an animal, you know, who knew nothing of God and, and, but now look what he's done. And it's like the only magnification of the power of God is, is, is elevated in the magnification of how, how lost I was, how godless I once was. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's always been off putting to me, particularly in ministry, because in ministry, you're often told to minister to kids, right? Like some of the early opportunities you get when you start getting involved in ministry is to minister to kids. And, and kids in ministry, particularly in churches, they're, they're constantly surrounded with how awesome somebody is because of how terrible they were, hmm. you know, and, and, and now, and I do believe that God is awesome because of the redemptive quality, you know, the, the ability to redeem the garbage. It's one of the greatest attributes of God, but it certainly isn't the only one, you know? And when I, when I think about the uh, misplaced importance and 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 failure to to elevate like the true sovereignty of god and not sovereignty just in the sense of like 
oh god's god knows who's going to heaven who's going to hell which is always the only direction that sovereignty ever goes for yeah. some reason but the sovereignty of god that josh was talking about and like like how much more powerful is a god who says to you i knew you i knew you before like i've had a plan for your life mm. since you were in your mother's womb you know and i was reminded when he was telling the story because you asked them like oh would you say your your, your parents were the best influence and, and immediately, you know, you're, you're, anytime a person's asked about their parents, your mind goes to all those things that make you look at your parents and be like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, but, but at the same time, there was the glorious story. And I was reminded of John the Baptist's dad, you know, who, who was basically a, a mute for a season, you know, but yet he was the father of John the Baptist. John the Baptist mm -hmm. leaped in the womb when Jesus was there while he was in the womb. Talk about an anointing that, that precedes his decision making i'm not saying that decision making isn't part of our life i'm not removing that at all you talked about god being outside of time i believe that 100 but but i just think that it, it it's to me encouraging when josh is talking about that because i believe that even in myself that i do have a story that was godless and and coming to know the lord and and there is all that like you know i wanted to die and and those things that I so often elevated in my story. But there also was the fact that when I was a kid and my mom got cancer, she pushed really hard to spend some of the last bits of our finances for me and my brother Johnny to go to a Christian school. And that rarely comes up, dude, when I'm talking, especially when I was in my 20s telling my story about how I didn't know the Lord and, you know, I was godless and doing bad stuff. But the reality is there were seeds that were planted way back then, little Christian songs, dude. Um, that that were there bro they were there like in in the weird dark places i can remember like all of a sudden a little christian song would like drift into my head dude and i'd be like and i knew that there was a god who knew me you know and and i had responded to an altar called seven years old you know so there was that thing dude there was that like my mom was a faithful woman and that god honored her and he gave me favor and protected me in seasons and um I think it's important that young people, especially kids, dude, realize that about God, that they have an opportunity to be God's man, you know, mm -hmm. like God's people, you know, and it's so often squandered behind the, the glorification of the testimony, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's kind of like what you're talking about a little bit, you know. I think so. Some <laughs> of it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, for sure, for sure. I uh, hate giving testimonies. Well, yeah. yeah. Only because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I, I would, I love to share what the Lord has done yeah um, but you don't glorify the the sin of it that's oh, embarrassing yeah <laughs> <laughs> ain't cool. yeah you yeah know? there's no need to i mean and i don't think it's cool and right whatever I, you know i also i i feel like i feel like there's an element of embarrassment for who i am right now hopefully for who i become right like there's gonna be mm. time i look back at this guy and be like dude I, it happens to me all the time when somebody brings up like I'll, I'll especially me and Josh are hanging out he'll, I'll, he'll remind me or I'll just remember a, a time in my 20s or whatever and there I was you know showing up at the chapel with some sort of like whoever I was and even then I could see this the sovereignty of God in my life but I see a fool to be honest with you I yeah. see a fool in my young young version of myself and 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 hopefully I'll, I'll mature enough to see a fool today I don't know <laughs> you know you're the reason too because God used you a lot in my life i don't even know if you realize it that i it, both of you guys really but um no. what's it called i remember there'd be times you would just like kind of pull me aside and just just be real real with me like a, about 
whether I was being hyper spiritual mm -hmm. or if like there was times when um, you saw something in me, where you're like, hey, like, why don't you just like do Bible college or something like that? I don't know if you remember telling me I should consider Bible college. Do you remember that me saying I, that to me? I have a vague, yeah, recollection of because <laughs> that yeah, yeah, that like so. literally when you when you just spoke that word to me, I just felt like, dude, like, yeah, like. I should like, and I was just like, that was the spark that like kind of pushed me in that direction um, to go deeper. And I remember there was retreats. Um, ma maybe you were there in Mammoth too, Mikey, when I heard you teaching on the Old Testament and the way you just kind of laid it out. And I was like, dude, this guy just knows like history, dude. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a cool brotherly love that you showed upon me. I remember one time in, in particular, I'll share this story with everyone. We were on a bus ride with a bunch of high school kids. No, 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 no. Not that story. Not that story. Nonsense. But there is uh, some young high school kids that were just bugging me on this trip, dude. And well, I'm not gonna name any names. <laughs> I want to hear some names. But we too. were we were on this trip, and I remember I was like, I went up to you just to console with you. I was like, bro, like these high school kids, man, like. They're, they're starting to get to me and you're like really and you're like like why dude like i love him bro you're just like super happy and then literally right like two seconds later bro all of a sudden dude <laughs> dude sunscreen goes <laughs> all over my everyone especially like a little bit on my hair but mostly on josh's like whole face and hair dude <laughs> and all of a sudden i was like whoa and all of a sudden josh turns around he's like hey what are you kids doing? He's just like, he's just like angry and I was like, just like, are they getting to you, Josh? That's funny, dude. That's funny. Yeah, but you just, you know, you were there and I remember those moments. So like, I've, I've, it's cool to hear more about like your story and ministry and how you were kind of raised up. Because how long were you at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs in ministry? By choice, you mean? Like how long was I there? <laughs> Held against your will, how long? <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that long. Um, we went there on and off growing up there was crazy stuff in, in the home too um mm -hmm. my parents you know had their struggles and stuff but um but i knew where the church was so um how long was that golden springs like serving ministry wise i don't know i think like 10 years or something i don't even know dude i think um, it was about 13 years because me and you were there about the same time i mean i'm hmm. still there in a sense so yeah. i don't yeah. know how to answer that um but uh yeah i guess it's been all of my shoot i'm going on like like 19 18 years i guess uh, uh since since I your decision to be there yeah since I went there on my yeah. own and I, since mm -hmm. I you know I responded to a call that I felt God placed upon my life yeah. mm. and anyone would think with that freaking kind of resume dude I must be super accomplished and I'm not dude I think you, know? you are dude it's just different first to admit that um during this very trying season you know of um, just you know new marriage been married mm. um, three years it's gonna be four in <coughs> September or whatever still consider myself a newlywed one of the dude uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? I remember when uh, when uh, when I used to work in that office with Eddie and yeah, yeah. and, and Day Starnes. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a really oh, Day Starnes. Shout out Day Starnes if you ever seen this, dude. <laughs> well, I remember Eddie was uh, just about to go into marriage. You know, he was engaged, and a lot of people were coming in the office with a lot of counsel and wisdom, <laughs> and a lot of this like brotherly Christian advice, whatever. You know what I mean? And all that stuff, dude. By the way, goes out the window. Like you know, like everybody's <laughs> marriage is different or whatever. Now that stuff's great. Don't get me wrong, theoretically or whatever, dude. But. Uh, your story and your marriage is yours. It's, yeah. it's 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 its own thing. You know, it's not gonna be Scott's marriage. It's not gonna be Mikey's marriage. It's not gonna be Josh's marriage. It's yours. Um, take all this stuff, you know, yep. with a grain of salt, dude. But I mean, but but yeah. Anyway, all that said, <laughs> Dave Starnes had been married. He was a marriage veteran, dude. He'd been yeah. married like 
because he got married, you know, when he was like a teenager or whatever. And at uh-huh. the time, he was probably, you know, a little younger than I am now. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and they had gone through a lot. I wish whatever. you knew what date what this guy was like, dude. This guy <laughs> is, I don't want to say it, dude. Um, <laughs> he, he was extremely highly gifted, very very super wise, knowledgeable, gifted. knowledgeable, super knowledgeable, uh-huh. dude. But kind of a cynic, kind of like me, like mm. super cynical, super. Mm. And that's been like, uh, that's been a huge stumbling block, I guess, for me and maybe for him. And they, you know, just edit that part out. I don't need him to hear. <laughs> but what I was gonna say was that Eddie was getting you know, going into this, and we were all really, really good friends. And I remember like Eddie like asked him like, "Hey, dude, like when like does it like finally like become like when does it does settle, dude? When do you like finally like hit like? Because I know it's gonna be a hard year, you know, getting used to each other, adjusting to like lifestyles and blah blah. And when do you, when does it finally like just start to feel like you're like you know cruising speed or whatever, dude? I remember Dave's freaking response was classic, dude. It's been <laughs> so funny. He was like, oh, I'd say like around the eight, ten, ten years, dude. <laughs> 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 he meant it. He, just, he meant oh, it, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, ten years, dude? Like, that's how long it took for you guys to finally reach your groove or whatever? Um, so that said, dude, um, you know, I've been challenged in ways that, like, I didn't expect yeah. the last couple of years dude. i, I want to say that, i'm sorry go ahead well and i haven't i haven't always like risen to the occasion dude. Mm. you know mm. like there's been a lot of like freaking fails defeats mm. um you i know, fail you dude this year in particular was was a rough one um mm. so you know all that stuff dude all these i mean i really appreciate like when 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 someone like you or even on sunday like you know i get i get I, I was around a long time. That's just a circumstance. It's nothing, you know, like great in me or whatever. But I get a lot of, I got a lot of, you know, kids come up to me all the time. Like, hey, dude, I don't even remember them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I have to like play it off. Like, hey, dude, like, how you doing? All grown up now. <laughs> Especially too, dude, like a kid, the child's face changed. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah. But it happens all the time or whatever. And I, and all it does is, is if it does not like, like blow me up, all it does is just like humbles me to the point. Cause I'm just like, dude, you don't even like, like. You barely remember this person. You like this person, like the imp- whatever you did, like to like bless this mm. person that they're like you know, you know, encouraging you on or whatever. Um, proof, dude, that had nothing to do with you, dude. You know, mm-hmm. like I know, like I know that I'm just a tool, like literal tool. You know, <laughs> I know the Lord. Sometimes He's been able to pick me up and use me or whatever, dude. But the tool has no like you know, in and of itself, too, it has no power. You know, I know that I've been, you know, whatever something I may have said may. Blessed and encouraged either of you at one time or another. But there have been more times, dude, that I can count where you guys have been like, dude, like, dude, remember, blah, remember when you said this, that, and the other? And I'm like, wow, dude, I was so wise, dude. I have no, <laughs> like, recollection of having said that or whatever. And it's just, all, all that to say, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, um, I, it's been, it's a privilege, dude. It's a privilege to be, like, in the Lord's ministry. It's a privilege to have friends like you guys who I've been able to come alongside and encourage and who I've been more than, more than more than not uh, encouraged and sharpened by yeah um segue real quick into your then time at uh fuller still there yeah so i i am a little curious um i'm because because that's a it's supposed to be a christian school right yeah but just i don't know how much you want to share like some of the stuff that you've seen like Cause I'm kind of curious, like lately, just with everything that's going on in, in California, mm-hmm. things like that. Is it like, is are the Christian um, universities like really going a different direction than what you feel is like what the Bible 
speaks on or is that just like nah like it they're they're still okay um i can't really speak authoritatively yeah about christian about fuller fuller's take on x y and z doctrine or whatever because I, yeah. I haven't taken one class there you know what i mean I, I do i do work there and i do have a sense of the vibe of like you know people on, on my team and, and the culture there but i, I don't want to <clears throat> you know I, I can't say as to where they're going as an institute like doctrinally um i do i will say that god has his people there mm. um for sure i mean there are people there that you just like you see like the anointing you know what i mean like uh, mm. faculty and just um or just adjuncts folks who have you know a relationship with fuller who have been part of the community at one time or another but there are also there's also like it's a good like little cross-section of like mainstream christianity like when you like work at a seminary or whatever because you get all sorts you get baptists and you get you know adventists and you get all, all sorts mm-hmm. well maybe not adventists but you get all sorts and so you kind of see the different like ideologies kind of reflected uh, and you know some folks at fuller faculty included you know what i mean i have a, a take on the bible and on god that is very different than than what you and I have mm. been, you know, maybe indoctrinated with. And I really just, I would say, just very different than what the Bible uh, teaches. Mm. Because mainstream Christianity has kind of departed from a view that holds the Bible as mm. the ultimate authority mm. for God's revelation, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, you know, I, I mean. I just think it's kind of crazy of all the places like you could have worked, like you end up. There at Lord Fuller. shelters me, bro. He does. <laughs> at Fuller University. That's what I mean when I say like I'm his favorite. Or mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mikey had to go freaking be a grunt and get yelled at by <laughs> and, and You know, Lord knew that mm-hmm. I like I would like you know I couldn't take it. And he just he really he's really been good. That the environment there and the type of work I'm doing there, it's all it's like a big Golden Springs almost. You know, hmm. like I went from being like support, you know, tier one tech support or whatever Golden Springs to being tier one at a seminary. It's not much different. It's just like. You know, I don't mm. know, T-ball, the baseball, or whatever, Little League baseball, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's really cool. And I, that's another reason. I'm just like, dang, God, like, I must be your favorite, dude. Like, other people, like, really, really had to, like, endure, like, some hardships or whatever. And, you know, and not, not that I think I'm his favorite, but he just knows I'm, a, I'm not as, you know, I'm a wimp, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know his reasoning. I'm not going to presume to know. Yeah, we. I just but, told a story last night, actually. I think Max might have heard it for the first time. What's up, Max? Uh, <laughs> um, shout out Max. yeah shout out max in the corner over there acting like he's interested <laughs> um so i i told the story about when you crashed the the church van dude <laughs> what um yeah like somebody i don't remember like yeah okay that makes sense that puts another like comment or conversation ahead in context or whatever um uh yeah, did you want me? I don't. Yeah, know. Well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I never found out how you crashed the van. I mean, it was incidental. It's just a normal like fender bender. I, I like cut it too close on a on a while changing lanes or something. I'm gonna training. interrupt real quick though, dude. I was freaking okay. I was badgered by Pastor Dale for years, dude. I was freaking. I so like we were swapping stories and I dare and, say you needed it, brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, like I know you know it now, dude. But like you know, it's I, true, I love, bro. I love discernment from it, all yeah, the guys. I, I, I love Pastor Dale. Pastor yeah, Dale, I love you. He's man. the man, dude. Long um, story short on that one, because I do want to add something else about, about what I needed and stuff like that. Like, just to give you a little insight on that. Like, so long story short, I, I, I was being, you know, one of the days, like, I loaded a bunch of tables up into a bin we had, and I was doing it, me and, like, one other guy. We were, like, sweating, loading everything up. And then there was like 30 people putting chairs together in the front. Like they were just stacking chairs, you know, like men's fellowship guys mm-hmm. or whatever. 
And I come around the corner sweating, dude, just freaking me and one other guy, dude. And Dale's like, where you been? And I'm like, uh, like, and this was just constant. Uh-huh. One time I walked to Dale's office and I was like, hey, Dale, I, I, I just, you know, I, I was kind of, he's all, Mike, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> and, lo, and lo and behold, dude, this guy walks in, dude, and he's like, dude, I heard, I'd already heard he crashed the van, dude. Uh-huh. And it got, news got to me and I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to have to talk to Dale. And we were brothers at this point, dude. We were freaking... We were brothers, dude. We were, we were young lads that mm-hmm. were that were you know young fencing lads. in the yeah, dude, fencing in the ministry, you know, and 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 just getting to know each other. And so he's walking in, and I'm like, oh, dude, Josh is gonna freaking get it. And he comes around the corner, and I hear Dale come out, and he's like, hey, Dale, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm sure you heard. And Dale's like, Dale's like, hey, Josh, these things happen, you know. <laughs> That's why we got insurance. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, dude? Like, and back to day, dude. One time I was in, there was a mirror, dude, a uh, reflective something, dude. And I'm talking, I'm telling a story, and, and, and somebody that was sitting there was listening to me. And I, and then I look in, I look in a reflective space to day behind me, and day's like, day's like, like this freaking guy, this freaking clown, right? Like he's like snar- snarling at my freaking story or whatever. Some some, but but the truth is, dude, is that I was always inclined to the romance of every story, dude. I, I was mm. always, you know, of anything, and t- maybe even to this day, that like when I look at something or I look at a dad saying something to his son, like I see, I see, I hear the music, you know, I hear the. I could hear the 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 you know the 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 score that's yeah. to the conversation and stuff, and I've always been that way, dude. But but there's there's a line to be drawn with your interpretation and what really happens. Hmm. And and God's really taught me a lot about that through my wife, dude. Like my wife is a is a realist. Like like she's like it wasn't like that or like. You know, and there's been so so much realization in my life as a servant of God about truth. And then once you start letting go of 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 all the side dish things, and you really start focusing on focusing on um, what's really there and what God's really doing, it's actually more impressive. Mm. And God's taught me a lot about that stuff through Josh, actually, too, dude. it's true bro you know it's true dude i don't see how (laughs) um he's like half the time he'd be like not really dude (laughs) i don't know i love the idea that um i like the old testament i love the old testament Mm. um one of the hardest one of the most complained about books in all the bible in the old testament is probably leviticus Mm. or um some parts of uh, numbers, numbers, or, yeah. you know, where they're mm-hmm. like just going into detail about the artifacts of the tabernacle and how the genealogies or whatever. Um, but I dig that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, it's work, dude. It mm-hmm. is. You can't just like read it and just like, no, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's too many resources to not like be able to like just you know squeeze something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the idea, dude, that when they, when God was explaining to Moses how to how to approach him like this is how I want this is how I want Israel to approach me these are the rules dude you're gonna build this thing dude and it's gonna be like this like that the other dude and hmm. the the pervading prevailing theme I would say of um, of those sections of scripture is holiness dude holiness mm-hmm. um, which I, I feel like as a Christian kid 
you know, dude, when I first came to the Lord, I thought I knew a whole bunch of stuff. I thought I had a head start, really. Dude. Mm. I, I was like, dude, yeah, dude, like, yeah, day one of freaking, you know, real Christianity for me. But I've got to get a head start, dude. I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> and that was not the case at all. And I'm not blaming, you know, teaching in Sunday school. I'm not blaming, like, you know, my parents or whatever. You know, but it's just like, you know, like, you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit to sort of guide you through passages of Scripture, you might, like, know something without really, like, understanding. It's not going to be, like, a comprehension, not the way the Lord wants it. That said, Leviticus. Mm. Um, I love the idea, dude, that holiness isn't really what I thought it was, dude. Mm. I thought holiness was like, oh, dude, I'm going to glow, mm. dude, and I'm yeah. just going to, like, I'm going to talk, and people are just going to be like, oh, dude, like, you're mm. so wise, and I don't know, like, just holiness was just perfection, I guess. I, that's that's the idea that I had. Um, but you look it up, you know, like, you do word studies and stuff, and I'm sure, as you know, dude, you know, a literal translation um, is set apart. You know, mm. like whenever you see the word holy in the New Testament or even in the, the Old Testament, I don't know what the actual word is. I'm sorry. I'm mm. not that smart. Mm. America. <laughs> but it just means set apart separate. Yeah. When he was telling Moses how to like consecrate, you know, dedicate the, uh, the instruments to be used in the sacrifices. Um, it came to mind, dude, that like. You know, the Israelites are there and they're building like poles and they're building shovels and they're building the bronze altar and they're building all this stuff. And some of it's mundane, dude. You know what I mean? Some of it's just like a shovel, you know. But the difference between that shovel and the shovel that like, you know, the same maybe like blacksmith or whatever, the same craftsman maybe, you know, made for the neighbor down the way like the day before or whatever. The difference between that shovel and the shovel that was to be used in the service of the Lord was that that shovel was exclusively to be used in the uh, in the worship of the Lord, mm. so that there really was no difference between that shovel and the other. One shovel's over there picking up freaking dog poop. Mm -hmm. The other one's picking, you know, like scooping ashes out of the bronze altar or whatever. Mm. But that shovel will never touch anything else. Right, mm. and more than that, though, like if you mishandled like the like these mundane artifacts, you know, of mm. the temple or the artifact, that was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. If you like, you know, use the holy shovel to pick up dog poop or whatever, you are done. You, I mean, yeah. You know, and you see it. You see, like, the priests at times, and you know, different characters in the Bible. Moses, just, whatever. They miss. They abuse their 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 privilege. Mm -hmm. um, mm. What I get out of that all is that, like, I've been extremely lucky and fortunate to like have had the opportunity to serve in a ministry like Golden Springs with mm. opportunities. Just let's just replete with opportunities. You can't just. You can't volunteer there and not like somehow like come away with somebody being like, dude, like, dude, you know what I mean? They're just like, you know, but try going to serve in a little church, dude, like where like mm. nobody's listening or whatever. Like you, you maybe know what I'm talking about mm. or whatever. Like it's so Golden Springs is like a stinking Disneyland, you know, <laughs> like it's just hard not to like, <laughs> get, like a schmuck, you know, could walk in there and like, you know, and and get used. And see the hand of God. And <laughs> <laughs> see the hand of God. We'll, we'll take, edit that I take, out. I take no, um, I take no, I mean, I'm not trying to sound humble. No. I, I don't take, I can't take credit for anything I've ever said or done or whatever. Any, like, whatever, you know, praise or accolades you guys or anybody has ever heaped upon me or whatever. Because I, my wife knows who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. the Lord knows who I am. I, I, I know who I am, dude. I know who I am, like, when I'm alone. You know, like I knew, I knew what I struggled with. I know where I was, you know, yesterday, and I, I, I know like mm. the, the, um, the contrast, dude, between like you know a great, you know, stinking Bible study that I maybe one time gave or whatever, and mm. like with like like, mm. you know, like who you know, like how I got stumbled yesterday or whatever, yeah. you know, so that I, you know, I can't take credit for it. But the beautiful thing is, is that a Christian can achieve 
the ideal of holiness simply by just plain and simple separating themselves, mm. being separate. You mm. do that and you're like equipped and qualified, whether you don't have any knowledge or whether you don't have any, you know, like experience or whatever. If mm. you are truly separated, not just from, you know, the mm. mundane, not just from like, you know, the garbage or whatever, separated from, but separated also to unto, mm. you know, dedicated to the service of the Lord. By default, you're in a place where he can use you. He's going to like, you know, you're going to be the tool in his hand and he can, he's going to, you know, he can do incredible things mm. you know, that you can be a part of. Um, I don't know why. Wow. Right. No, 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 no,
I saw that the Lord did that in our lives, my life, your life, your life. And I loved that idea when I became a new believer. I was like, dude, like all the years that Satan and myself had run amok, the Lord used that, turned it, flipped it upside down, and I'm running now full speed the other way where I'm like, okay, but that's not something that I'm doing. That's something that Christ is doing through me. So then I have to give God glory for that. So I'm like, that's why I'm like big on redeemed. We got redeemed in the background for you. Um, and dude, I love it. I love what you, were, what you were referring to just a moment ago. I was like, dude, that's like, that's what I'm learning right now. No, you know, so it's cool, man. It's a, it's a double-edged concept right here or whatever. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's liberating dude. Mm. It's like, you know, it is his work, you know, mm. um, it goes on despite you. You know, it's gonna have you know, like God, the, Lord, the Lord's work, so that you can't, you know, not only can you not take credit, you know, not only is it like not yours, but it's also like um, your qualification isn't, you know, like how I don't know how do I put this? I don't want to like mislead. Of course, you need to like show yourself a prudent study and work mm-hmm. and put your sweat, you know, like and, and pour yourself into into the work at hand, but your qualification isn't, you know, the degree to which you like strove, I guess, you know, Mm. it's the degree to which you kind of let go, you know, Mm. and we're just sensitive enough to allow him to do the thing. So whenever I have felt ill-equipped, which is often more often maybe than you guys think, um, that's always been a huge consolation for me. Mikey Mm. knows, Mikey, I was like the king of like (laughs) winging it. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you call um, it, dude. You call it. <laughs> and like my prayers at those times, like when I was called upon to, to exercise, um, an office in the church or whatever, mm-hmm. that was above and beyond me, dude. That I wasn't ready for, whatever. My prayers, like in those moments, were like, Lord, dude, like don't let the people, like, Suffer be neglected because of, yeah. because of me. Yeah. You know, mm. it's a cheap like it's a cop out. It's a cheap like, prayer, but like, he, he honors <laughs> it all. <laughs> like, like, like they like it's not their fault that I'm lame. You know, like, or whatever. You know, and and uh, and I've just seen it more more than more than I care to admit, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- <laughs> yeah I think I think there's yeah. something to be said though about about the state that a person's at when they're asking that of God because it's a it's a humbled state. It's not a humble state because if you're humble you'd have prepared more, right? <laughs> but, but it's a humbled state because you're like, you're up against the wall, dude. And you're like, you know what you're not, you know, you know what you're not. And and there's something there because the strength is made perfect in our weakness, dude. I'm certainly needed from me or Josh. And are we inclining that people, would, you know, certainly not as Paul would say, you know, yeah, would you take advantage of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would never, I would never encourage that to anybody, but there's something to be said. And And there's also those, those untimely moments that God calls on you and you're like, you know, like, you don't have it, you know. You're like, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I, f- I flipped out on my wife last night. I don't, don't mm-hmm. ask me to do something for the Lord right now, and the Lord's like, no, I'm, I need you right now, you know. And uh, those are those are strange moments. I honestly, I feel that ministry sometimes has been more potent. Dare I say, dare I speak out of turn, but ministry has been more potent hmm. in an un- unworthy shoes and and i don't i don't say that to say like oh god wants you know because i believe that the lord asks of us to be holy but but um i'd be lying if it wasn't true that you know that the goodness that people see of god is his work not not awesome vessels Mm. you know Uh, amen wow deep (laughs) 
Yeah. Hey, who were, would be real quick some of the dudes that you felt like during your time at Golden Springs were like poured in you like heavily? Hmm. Poured into me? Yeah. Um, Can you remember some champions? South Flores. <laughs> Mike Sanchez. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, guys who challenged me. They just got used to really mold you, dude. Oh man, there's a plethora. Can you think of some monumental like moments in your life that you look back, you realize that you weren't the same dude after, and it was it was at the hand of of a vessel that God was using. Um, my time with Tim Hall was hmm. was special, dude. Hmm. You know, I don't know where he's at these days. He's an awesome dude. I talked to him not long ago. I loved him. Dude. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to. I never got to meet Tim Hall. Tim was like, um, he was just this light bulb, dude. Yeah, like, he was. He was little, he, and and he um, he was just empowered, you know, like just a righteous zeal and but he was not like cut from like the same cloth as everybody around there you know hmm. um and something i struggle with dude as a church kid former church kid or whatever and i'm sure it's a lot of church kids struggle with too is just uh the the religiosity the pharisaism whatever i don't know what you call it the the, the, the pharisaical heart yeah i guess dude people who are just like they're just like mm, i don't know dude you just guys need beans and rice or whatever yeah, like, yeah. i don't know dude <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I feel like I'm not communicating this. Like, nah, well. you're good. Uh, it's just, it's a culture, dude. It's like a. It's like. They don't like know? different. And it's not that like I'm not doubting you know like guys who repeat you know the same jokes for thirty years, <laughs> um, and guys who take have the same take on a Bible story that every other you know pastor. What I'm trying to say is that dude <laughs> Tim was not ever, was never going to be there for long for long. Um, but it was evident, dude. You know. That his zeal and his passion were like legit. It was inspiring. He was like this little flame dude that went through there and stoked some spires or whatever. And I, I was lucky enough to, 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 to be with him in a season where like you know he just kind of took me under and challenged me and and um, you know he did his best to launch me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. he did. And um, it's it wasn't so much you know the wisdom with which he taught, which he was a great teacher. He is a great teacher. What was that? Know? What did he do? What did he do to launch? Try to launch you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I know I <laughs> The guy, dude, he did his best to set me up, man, you know? Um, but I wasn't ready. Um, and I'm I'm glad. I knew, mm. you know what I mean? I've never been ashamed to, like, to, like, to say that, nope, sorry, dude, that's not my, that's not my calling or gift. Yeah. Mm. You know, when and if it's ever been imposed upon me, no, you need to be doing this, that, and the other, dude. That's either true or it isn't, you know. Mm. It, either it is or it isn't, whatever. Someone says, you gotta be, you gotta be like, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And, uh, and when you like really like, you know, like, you know, when you're someone who like speaks to the Lord and mm. Lord speaks to you and you have a good sense you, and, and, and you can know like with a confidence that like, no, that's, um, that's, the Lord didn't call me to that, dude, mm. you know. Mm. As much as you want it to be true, whatever, like, Lord, I'm good. You know, and I don't have to feel any shame or shade because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. Hmm. Um, Would you feel at this point in your, your walk that you're, like, pretty discerning when God tells you, like, of something, like, let's say just major, like, to do or not to do? 
the reason I ask is, you know, sometimes the reason why I ask is is to to put myself on blast for a moment uh, before Mm -hmm. you is sometimes I feel like I struggle with like the major decisions that I I make. I'm like, Lord, like, what do you want? You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's kind of it's silent, you know? So that's why I'm kind of curious, like you've been walking with the Lord, you know, does it, does that grow? No, I wouldn't say it's not by itself, dude. Yeah. Not by itself. No. Mm. Um, uh, there, there, there have been seasons where I've had a pretty good sense of where not to go or Mm. not to do. I, I don't know, dude. Like again, like I don't want, this isn't a universal experience. This is a Josh experience. Yeah, yeah. The Lord has always moved me from ministry to ministry, from relationship to relationship, friendship to friend, whatever, whatever, wherever the Lord was like moving or whatever. It's always kind of been by default. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that like I didn't always know like which direction to go, but I always had a pretty good sense of what where not to go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And 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 you know like when when you're praying and you want to go in a direction and that door is just not opening or whatever, that's an answer for me. That's mm. not me. I'm waiting for the Lord mm. to answer to me. It's only <laughs> sometimes that's the answer. That's an yeah. answer, you know, mm. not the answer. Maybe I wanted or whatever. And when I can remove myself from the equation, when I can say, let me just try to, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being super vague and I have a tendency to do that. And I'm sorry. No, it's you're a shady way of like, you know, just protecting myself, dude. Cause <laughs> it really is. So let me just like tell you, you know, a little bit about how I came to be with Ezzy. How the Lord brought me and my wife, dude. Yeah. You know? The journey that we were all on once upon a time, dude. Mm. The journey Max is on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention, Max. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't pay attention. <laughs> Listen, um, good boy. You know, like, there are those who freaking, you know, they're just like, is it her, Lord? Is it her? Is it her? And, you know, and they strive, dude. And they're trying to, like, be, hey, like, let's pray, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or whatever it might be or whatever, dude. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I tried that once or twice, dude. Um, tried and failed miserably, dude. You know, like not mm-hmm. a great experience at all. Wish it hadn't happened. Um, mm. And it didn't really start to happen for me after having waited a long time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until I finally was just like, I give up, dude. And I mean that. like, And it sounds super cliche to say or whatever, dude. But there came a point in time, dude, where I was like, listen, Lord, dude, like, I don't care. Like, like, okay, whatever. So it's not this person, that person, or the other, dude. Like, I don't want to, like, be, like, so consumed with this, you know? Mm. Like, just, like, liberate me of that, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to freaking, like, just, like, worry about it, you know? I'm ashamed to admit that it was on my mind as much as it was. Maybe you couldn't tell, dude, from hmm. a private person or whatever, dude. But, you know, yeah, I was on the lookout the entire time, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when things started to happen with being an Ezzy, dude, it was a long shot. For many reasons, dude. I don't want to go into it, whatever. But it was just like, no, like uh, on paper, like that's not the way, like you know, like I imagined it, you know. Um, hmm. Has nothing to do with her. Just the circumstances of uh, circumstances of it all were so like precarious, dude. So like, so like, like fragile mm-hmm. that the thing was so fragile that I was like, Lord, I cannot do like be a part of this. You know what I mean? Like hands off here, Lord. Like I didn't even like really entertain like a hope, but I did have the desire. He's cute. She's cute, and, <laughs> and I knew it. <laughs> Um, but like my prayer in the beginning wasn't like, Lord, make it happen. Lord, she's awesome, dude. Can you just freaking just mm. blow the doors down? You know what I mean? My mm. prayer was more like, Lord, like 
like if this is what you're showing me dude it's all you like i'm not gonna push one way or the other i'm not gonna embarrass myself dude you know what i mean i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blow my witness my testimony like you know my credibility you know what i mean at the time at the time you know hmm. people had this idea of, of of and and that i didn't want to mess with that hmm. and so that was maybe the first time like in a you know a relationship and i haven't had a lot of relationship experience <laughs> Um, but that was maybe the first time that I really allowed the Lord to orchestrate the events, dude. Mm. Like I didn't really lift a finger like to like push in that direction. But when mm. it became evident, dude, that that was the direction in which to go. then I had that confidence of knowing that like, this is like, like, like his, like mm. he's the author of this whole thing. And I had that like confidence to go forward, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, right as soon as we started dating, dude, I get canned. You know, I don't have like a credential. I don't have like a great resume or whatever, dude. And I don't really know like my future, my you know, is uncertain or whatever. And I can't tell you that I was like, I mean, you know, she was she was there. She hung out with me like the few, first few weeks after that, whatever. And she'll she'll tell you, yeah, like I went through a little depression, you might say, or mm. whatever. But at the back of my mind, dude, when it, like it, you know, when I saw like stuff start to move around on the board or whatever, like I knew like who was like pulling strings there because I knew like where I was at the time or whatever like you can't you know start a family on that you know mm. um and so like at the back of my mind there was a little bit of an excitement excitement and like I was just like stoked to see like I remember my my first initial thought was like I wonder where I'm gonna be like in a year mm. I wonder what, like I know this year's gonna suck dude but like I wonder like what it's gonna be like this time next year dude like mm. where am I gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be something place completely different dude someplace I've never been or whatever and, it, and it'll be the thing that I've been praying for all along um because months prior, dude, I had been praying not for anybody or anything specific, but I was like, Lord, like, I've seen you take people who were, like, not very accomplished, qualified, you know, just lowly people, and I've seen you just take them in a season and just graduate them, you know, like, just yeah. push them across the finish line, and suddenly they go from being losers <laughs> <laughs> to, like, just, you know, like, having, like, you know, just growing up. Suddenly they become full-grown men, dude, with families or whatever. I'm like, Lord, it's going to be my turn, dude, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like, like, like like i'm waiting you know like basically that was my prayer so that when like that stuff started to happen like i knew like dude this is the lord i didn't push for that and so to answer your question so um i think if and when you're in a place where you can just sort of let go of your expectations and you know if your dependency really is on the on the lord and his desire and purpose and will for your life um yeah there's a very clear, like, sense of direction. Uh, removing emotions from the equation or whatever. And if you just mm. allow, if, if one, if a Christian can just allow him to, to be the author, that's that's the mm. main thing, um, then you'll know. I mean, I didn't know how, I didn't know who, you know, but I knew that it was his fingerprints on the thing. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, I yeah. don't know. Mm. I don't know if that didn't no, make that sense. that did. Yeah. yeah, and I remember that stage in your life when you first started dating Izzy, and I'm, I, <laughs> I will keep mindful of your time. Um, That's cool. Sorry. Go to bed. Go to bed. You slob. I don't listen to watches. Watch doesn't rule me, dude. Man, well, that's awesome, bro. Um, your story. It's it's easy to know sorry dude it's easy to know like what not what what not to do seriously yeah. i think it's easier for like a young christian or whatever to know like yeah probably I shouldn't know do if that. i should be yeah, yeah. Out this one, one thing my dad said recently actually uh he, he gave a devotion which was pretty awesome a few uh weeks ago and one thing that's he gotta, said that's gotta be strange like and cool yeah dude really 
And one thing he said that on the topic of, of discerning the Lord's will is he, he said, you know, as I got older, I started to, I, I started to just ask the Lord to just tell me what not to do more often than I was telling, asking him on what to do. Hmm. He said, I just started, Lord, I just don't want to go against you. That was like, he became, cause he said, he said he struggled as he was a new believer and he also was kind of at, he was not, not kinda, he was at Golden Springs and was trying to find his groove and mm -hmm. understand where his place was in ministry and with a family of four children. And he was just like, Lord, just show me where I'm not supposed to be. Cause he felt like he wanted to be involved in things and the Lord was faithful to mm -hmm. show him that. And I, th yeah. I think that's something that, I think he's kind of just shared some wisdom with me on that. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, so. I think too often, uh, at least for the young, <coughs> young dudes in that struggle, from my, from what I recall, dude, I've been gone a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think too often, dude, like the prayers are in like a specific direction, mm -hmm. you know? Like if you like, Like if you were in high school and you're graduating and you're like, oh, I want to go to college. What college mm -hmm. do I want to go to? Well, Lord, I want to go to Harvard, dude. Please, mm -hmm. Lord, get me into Harvard. Mm -hmm. Give me into Harvard. Give me mm -hmm. into Harvard. And you only apply to Harvard, dude. Um, and maybe they, you know their you know their enrollment quota like was super crazy or whatever, and like you didn't get in or whatever. It's not so much that the Lord, you know, like sabotaged your plans or whatever. Like, I think a better way to go about it would be to like apply to all kinds of colleges, dude. Lord, I want to go to Harvard, dude. But also maybe like maybe you want me somewhere else. I don't know. You just throw an application or whatever. Like you, 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 you apply or whatever. And the ones that like call you back or the ones that like you know let you in or whatever. Maybe like those are those are those that sort of narrows the possibilities down mm -hmm. here. I mean like mm -hmm. a closed a closed door is a closed door. I told that to somebody very special once, dude. Like hey, dude, door's closed. You know, like that's an answer. You know. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So like I I, I get I get your dead. It's super. It's it's hard. To know, like, hey, Lord, do you want me to, like, plant a church in San Diego and freaking Las Vegas and whatever? Mm. Or, or like, how about, like, where does the Lord have you, dude? Where does he, where does he have you right now? Yeah. You know what I mean, what opportunities are open to you? And, you know, are you going to be faithful to mm. to apply yourself, you know, in those opportunities? And just by doing that, we're just kind of moving you around, shuffling you around or whatever. You know, my friendship with Desi, um, it didn't, I mean, that, that was not, like, the direction that, like, I never would have thought in a million years, you know? Um mm. But, you know, lo and behold, dude, you look back on the thing in retrospect and he was laying a foundation there, you know, he's sprinkling seeds and doing whatever he was doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're at the right time, dude, when like things came to fruition, um, I didn't really have to do anything. I didn't have to convince anybody. I didn't have to convince her dad. I didn't have to, con really seriously. I mean, yeah. like just by virtue of the fact dude, that the Lord went before me or whatever, dude, he's giving me favor everywhere. And that to me was confirmation, you know, mm -hmm. um, of the thing, you know? Hmm. I'm sorry. No, that's good, man. So right now you guys are, Living in, in Pasadena, right? Mm -hmm. And Happy to any be uh, any uh, near future plans, or you just you know what, like this is where the Lord has us, and we're just living life, being led. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing crazy planned. I mean, as he's still she's in a master's program now, she's gonna yeah. start that in the fall, or whatever. And um, I'm gonna keep working at Fuller, um, trying to like broaden my skill set, or whatever, and see what what comes of it. There's plenty for me to do there, so I think I'll be there for a little while longer, at least. Mm -hmm. um, Super blessed and fortunate with that job, hmm. um, but yeah, nothing big, nothing big. I'll let you know, dude. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Mike's got one more question for you. Yeah, as, as is the case with every one of our podcasts, we, we love to end uh, by asking, 
God can pray for you. Um, I'm not. I'm not a wise. I'm not a wise man, dude. Hmm. And I'm not a strong man, you know. Um, by myself. I don't know. Just pray for me and Ezzy. Hmm. Yeah. Our marriage is. I love our marriage, dude. Hmm. Um. But it's a fragile thing. Yeah. You know, it could go. You know what I mean? Boy, do I. Pray for a marriage, dude. Pray, I don't know, that I would... I don't know, dude. <laughs> I got you, bro. Mm. You want to get this one? I got it. Mm-hmm. Lord, you, you always have a, a, a unique way of um, just hitting us right between the eyes, Lord, with your voice and your presence. I'm always so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for my friendship with Josh over the years that truly has been there over the years in a way that only he and I know and you. I thank you for the the cutting away that you've done in our lives, in our hearts, and who we were and how far you've brought us. I'm so thankful, Lord, for for the place that we are and, and, and your sovereignty that knows our future. I pray for my brother. I ask that you would fill his life with joy and the wisdom and knowledge of your presence. I pray that you give him wisdom, Lord. You give him discernment. I pray for Ezzy too. I pray that you would just speak to her she would be very mindful of your voice and hear it. And she would heed, Lord, the things that you say, the promises that you make, the encouragements that you give. And help us always, Lord, to be willing to step aside for your presence. After all, Lord, these uh, these wives of ours, they really do belong to you. So teach us how to do a good job Remind us, Lord, when when we should pray for one another. And I just thank you so much for this time that we've had. What a privilege it always is, Lord. We'll never forget that the conversation means a whole lot more than the production of it. Continue to teach us what true fellowship is, Lord, and we're blessed that we have this opportunity to do these. And I pray for my brother now, and I ask that you just pave the way ahead of him. You know the ways of his steps, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's a wrap.